Good afternoon and welcome to Tree Talk, episode 174. Of myself, Jack Neville, and Matt Callan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Another hectic weekend to look forward to. There's a lot happened during the week. We obviously had the footballers and lady footballers in action last Sunday. We had the club draws for the coming year, and obviously a huge clash between Limerick and Cork Forto. So stay tuned for all that and more. The impression the game we get old with what you put into is like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the war court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Sympathy in this game for anybody. Uh, I suppose we had a week full of storms there, Matt. How are you keeping yourself before we get into the GA? Well, nothing, not too bad, Jack. Sure, we had um, we, we, had, we had a kind of a stormy week since, like, and um, you know, conditions last weekend for games were, were very, very, very challenging. We saw um, the Limerick Loud game challenge, um, transferred at the very, very late on, transferred from um. The Gaelic grounds to UL, and I, I was out in Kilidi last week, and and in in Martinstown, and and um, uh, the conditions definitely were challenging, and, and fair play to to all those that took part and and played games and went out and played games. I'll tell you, it's it's one of those days that you would give anything to be at home by your fireside, and um, we woke up this morning, of course, to a blanket of snow, um. Uh, thank, thankfully, the roads are cleared already. There's some in the fields are still, but uh, the worst of it seems to have passed. But uh, we're, we're, we're certainly we're, we're we're enduring winter weather at the moment, Jack. It's as simple as that. Yeah, we our weather doesn't seem to go by schedule. We could be. It was very sunny yesterday. I was walking around for a while, and then all of a sudden it was raining, and then we'd snow by by nightfall. So it's very hard to judge. I suppose we'll start with um. I suppose congratulate Patrick English. For his president's award for, I suppose, a lifetime of service to Galta Gales and, and Limerick GA, but you have more to say on that. I, uh, I, I, I would like to join in and congratulate Patrick English. Um, I, I, I know him his entire life, uh, actually, and in his entire involvement with with, with Gaelic games, and and like to second to none. But I have to say this, Jack. I must say this first: that well done to the GAA um, for introducing awards like this. They, they, they. They, they give an award every year, a precedence award, one to each province for outstanding service to the association over a long period. And certainly, Patrick English certainly fits that bill. Um, like he, he's, he's, his contribution to Gaelic games, his commitment to Gaelic games, his commitment to the promotion of all things Gaelic games is, is second to none. Like he, he he played now apart from a short um, spell when he played in in, in Kildare when he was uh, with the defence forces up there and a short spell in Cork, his entire actually his career um, began believe it or not at underage level with Ballylanders because there there wasn't a team at under fourteen level in Galbley or in um, Galty Gales at the time. But apart from that, his entire career has been with with um with Galtie Gales and um he, he he was you know this award is very very fitting because not just for the service that he has given but back in the mid 80s um the gales um were were going very very well and he he, he huge service given to him and in 1987 he he he, he took ill and um it basically ended his career a uh, playing career and and um, they, they they won the the junior championship, the county junior championship in 1988. He was that tantalisingly close to getting some reward from his from his for his playing career. But before his career playing career um, ended, um, Jack, it, it 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 was obvious that that he he was going to be an administrator of the future future because he had morphed into um, 
taking roles within the club and like he he's taken every role within the club um um over over the years and 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 as we speak um he's he's the club's cultural officer now um uh, patrick english had has um has a very very genuinely commitment um to the promotion of score the promotion of um the Irish language, the, po- the, the 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 cultural side of 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 the of the organisation, which sometimes gets neglected, but he he puts that out there in front. Like he has served them, he has served the association, has served on the county board and the hearings committee and and that sort of thing. And um, like he's fulfilling a dream this weekend, Jack, as as, as we speak, in that he's getting to go to Congress as, as a Limerick representative, which is very, very, very fitting. And um, like I, there's nobody that I could think of um, that that was more worthy of, 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 um, of, of this award. Absolutely, in terms of service to the GAA, absolutely second to none. And again, I repeat that it, it, is, it, it is a great system it's only one in, in the province, and, and I suppose that makes it more elusive. And uh, it, it's a great system that people like Patrick English for years, and we're talking here over five decades of volunteerism to the association, that there is so, that they get some reward and some recognition. Yeah, it, it's brilliant recognition. I suppose the way you say it's probably it probably would be nearly better if it was per county with the fact that it's per province it just goes to show the immense work that, that Patrick now, did. The, but... the, only, the, the only bit of a downside on it, on it Jack is and, and um, you know I, I feel for Patrick and this in, in that that um, uh, d- d- these things are normally presented at a banquet mm. because of the blooming pandemic um, it had to be done it had to be done um, it, it had to be done above in the Galtie Gales pitch in John O'Mahony Park this year because um, that was before the relaxation of the. It's two weeks ago. That was before the relaxation of the, of the guidelines. So, if there is a downside, that 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 is it. That that he didn't get to enjoy, um, you, you know, the the, the, the um, all that all that goes with it. But certainly a most worthy recipient of of the award. Yeah, def- definitely most worthy. I suppose you mentioned the Congress there, Matt, and I suppose there's so many motions and you don't know which way they're going to go it will probably be nearly pointless to discuss a shares and but one that is i think is definitely close to your heart is the integration of the the ladies football association and the camogie association that's been put forward by the gpa we had Grode hegarty talking about it and the importance of voting yes so i suppose if there was one motion to pass that is one that you'd definitely be looking for Oh yeah, I'd, I'd certainly be looking for it, Jack. Um, I, I've been looking for, I've been championing that for a number of years now. Um, it, it, it's something very, very close to my heart. And and um, like like we we, we we take next Saturday, Jack. Um, we, we have the double header in Park and Cleve. Like you have you have Limerick and Cork Camogie at three o'clock. You've Cork and Galway football um, at at five o'clock. Jack, the sky isn't going to fall down. Because we have that kind of a of a cotton razor, that yeah. is our future, um, and that that we that we share facilities and like um, you know I I remember a time, and it's not too long ago, Jack. It's 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 in recent times actually when you, you wouldn't get the the, um, the the ladies football in particular and the camogie fixtures until maybe late in the week. Sometimes when we would begin to press. We wouldn't know where Limerick might be playing on the Sunday or the Saturday, and that was because that that, that um, uh, you know they, they just could not get venues. And let's hope that this that this will eliminate it all, and that 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 we have a coming together, and and that um, that we see more of what is uh, proposed for Cork on 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 on, on Saturday. Very, very attractive doubleheader. And like um, ladies football promoted by Jackie Cahill has gone down this road for the last two or three years where we have had, had an attractive um, double football fixtures, men and women. So I think it's a fantastic development. I just hope and hope that it, it, it will be passed. I also hope, Jack, that um, 
And we are as guilty as anyone on it, on this, and I'll tell you why in a second, um, that, the, that the motion with regarding the markings of numbers on jerseys is passed. Yeah. Because I it was extremely difficult. Limerick have a beautiful new jersey. Uh, the Limerick ladies team have a beautiful new jersey, but it's damn hard to read the numbers. Yeah, I suppose there is that white running through it in, in large patches. I, we talked about that the la in a few weeks um, ago. We've got, we've got to forget about this thing of this this cool markings and all this this sort of jazz that I hear. It wouldn't be cool to have a square on the back and a clear number on it. Um, I don't buy into that, Jack. Um, I I honestly hope that something seriously is done in it because there are so many people disaccommodated the public who buy programs to, to be able to read numbers and tally tally the numbers with with their programs us in the media trying to report and, and trying to report accurately and jack referees referees yeah. and on the spot of the moment you know have 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 it's quite difficult for them to to, to spot these numbers yeah, I suppose it is. probably isn't the coolest thing to do, but that's that's elementary. But again, hopefully we talk about these things next week that, that they'll be passed. Yeah, um, we're, not into cool. we're, not, we're, we're not into cool, uh, uh, Jack. We're into pragmatism. Yeah, certainly Andy knows me, knows that's true. Um, another thing before we get into the games was that the draws were made um, on, well, I don't even know what day today, today is, Thursday they were made, on Tuesday after Tuesday evening. And we'll just run through maybe just the top tiers. And I suppose in the, the Senior Hurling Championship, Limerick's flagship championship, you've a rematch of the final in the very first round, Kilmallock versus Patrick Swell. Then you have Napiershik versus Dune, which was a final itself in 2020. And you have a hand versus a dare, um, which as well is, is a big game because you'd probably look at those as probably the two weaker teams in the group. So if one of them can get a win at the start, it could nearly be enough for survival, but it could also kickstart a year where we're looking to see someone break into that top four. Yeah, and, and um, I, I, I've been reflecting on the draw since, Jack, and um, I know we'll be going into it in real depth when the competition starts, and it's a long, long way off. Um, but if, if, if I were to fancy somebody to break into the top four, it's a dare. You know, I think they showed signs... And you're right. If they can get a win over a hand in the first round, it 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 it, it will give them it, it, it will give them momentum. They have always made life difficult for both Kilmallock and Patrick's well. Yeah. And um, so, like, I I think if they get off to um, a winning start, um, they they may be the team that will break into the top four. But like, you know, what a mouthwatering start to your championship. You get a repeat of the county final of, of, of last year. But, Jack, looking at the groups, Group A and Group B, if I were to single out a, a, a fixture that, that stands out, now the, the, the repeat of the county final stands out, but Mongret St. Paul's against Kildaimo Palace Kenry hits me straight in the face as an outstanding fixture. And not just because they were the county premier intermediate champions of the last two years, Jack. And of course, they were, they, they, it's a rematch of the 2020 final. Yeah. But like there's a history between these, these teams. And, and when, when we talk about history between teams, uh, we, we, we tend to insinuate that it's bad, but it's not. There's a very, very good history between these teams of producing absolutely outstanding games and um now i'm not so sure i i i, I think that the, the fixture will probably suit kildama palace more than mongrel um, um like mongrel mongrel st paul's you know first game back at senior level would probably have preferred the new face rather than a familiar old four but uh, it is what it is and it, 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 it has the prospect to be a cracking game. I, I, I'm just looking at Black Rock and, and, and Belly Brown there and, and reflecting on it, Jackie. And you were with me two years ago when, when we streamed that game from Brough, if you will remember, when, when they met on the, in the first round. And Belly Brown unleashed on the unsuspecting hurling world the talent that is Colin Coughlin. Yeah. And if, if, you, if you recall, on that particular night, he stood head and shoulders over everybody and what was his senior championship debut and and announced once and for all that he had made the transition from from minor to senior hurling 
Um, <coughs> Gareth Spillane and South Liberties. <coughs> uh, look, it's interesting times, Jack. It's um, uh, an awful lot to look forward to. Um, a great, a great late summer and um, autumn of hurling. Yeah, that was definitely one fixture that stood for me. Um, Kildare Palace versus Munger St. Paul's. And I'd say the Munger lads will be gunning for them after losing that final. But I think for Kildare and Munger, they're probably both better off losing that Premier Intermediate final because they definitely came back much better sides. But I suppose it's interesting that you have Bally Brown in there as well. I don't know if Bally Brown, Munger St. Paul's, and Kildare Palace were in the same grade. I can't even remember it happened before. There's only a couple of miles between them. So there's a lot of local local derbies there. But very, very interesting and very hard to call. Adair do seem to be the team that could be the one to break into it. Or else it could be a team in Group 2. They have six games now to get a run in it um, to face into that quarterfinals. But look, as you said, we're touching that more as we get closer to it. Just the Premier Intermediate Yeah, well, draw. we'll be watching Benny Brown with interest. Yeah, definitely. The I, I, I thought um, Benny Brown were most unlucky to be in the position that they're in now. Yeah. Um, he, he could have been so different. Um, you must remember, like that, they led Kilmallock right going into injury time, and had, had they held out on that day, one just doesn't know what would have happened. But um, it is what it is, and they, they, they get an opportunity now to regroup and drive on. And and um, I, I would be watching Barry Brown certainly. Yeah, the Premier Intermediate draw: you've Tramatlaka versus Nakaini, Effen versus Brough, Capamore versus Monlean, and Newcastle West against your own Glen Rue. Um, I suppose a seven-game uh, competition like that, it's just about who can build momentum. But I suppose two years ago, Kildare Palace were heavy favourites. Last year, Munger heavy favourites. It seems to have evened out, um, I suppose, who is going to come away with that title this year. It does. Um, Unless you're going you for Ben Rue, obviously. <laughs> it would be a brave man that would, would call it from this remove. Um like you're not asking me for predictions now, Jack, because no, I want to. you know an awful lot can happen over the summer with people going away and these J ones and all that sort of stuff. So that 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 might impact in it. But um, when 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 I looked at the the, the lineup for the intermediate uh, Premier Intermediate Championship, Jack, um, the first thing that struck me was that it 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 it, um, it mirrored in many ways uh, the 2014, which was the inaugural Premier Intermediate Championship. And why did it mirror it? Because I'm looking at it here. It's top heavy with South teams. Mm. There are five South Limerick teams in, in, in the competition next um, this year. Actually, believe it or not, Jack, in 2014, there were seven. Okay. The odd one out was Nakaderi. So know. Um, it, 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 in that way, it, it, refer, it, 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 it mirrors it in many ways. Um, you know, with two South Derbies to start with, like we're, we're going to have a South Derby probably every week, every round, anyway, at least, if not two. You've drummed it like a Nakani with Effin. Could be dark horses there now, Jack. Yeah. As I say, it's a long, long way off, but um, if, 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 if anybody thinks that the newcomers being promoted are going to be whipping boys, they're going to be in for a land there, I think, because um, certainly Effin are upwardly mobile. There's no question about that. We, we, we um, and I, I just don't want to be talking again about the influence of Nicky Quaid and and these. But um, we, we, we have, we have, we, we, we saw the young players that 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 they brought through, and that helped them over the line in the intermediate championship. And um, they're going to move on another step. You know, the, the likes of the O'Connors and Patrick O'Donovan and and um, Sean Canning and these people. So, um, you know, they may be the newcomers. Can Capamore replicate what Kildama Palestine and Mungret have done for the last two years? Lose one and go on and win it? <coughs> I don't know. Um, they, they, they have a tough opener against Mona Lean, who were relegated from senior last year. And of course, we have Newcastle West and Glenroe, which is a repeat of the 2019 um, intermediate. intermediate final. And, you know, we're talking about. Kildaimo Palace Kenry and, and Mungdut St. Paul's losing one and going on and winning it. Newcastle West come into that as well. They lost the intermediate final in 2019 and won it in 2020. So, yeah, they were both semi finalists last year as well. Like, so there is a lot yeah. of pedigree in there, um, but you couldn't say one is a favourite over another. Um, intermediate not, hurling... at this, not at this remove, Jack. We, 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 not that they're a great guide, but we, we, we just want to see how teams are shaping up in the leagues and, and, um, 
when management setups are finalized and um, if there are players going away that might impact on it. Um, there, there, there are lots of ifs and buts out there, but um, one thing is sure, another cracking championship, Jack. Yeah, and obviously the, the intermediate and junior A championship trials are made there as well. They're probably easier just to go onto website and, and read because there's there's 36 teams within them. Just before we finish on those, Matt, the senior football championship, I suppose, um, we'll have to look at um, Group 1, you've Monoline versus Newcastle in Round 1. You've Galbally against Clahan and Father Casey's versus Ula. Um, I suppose before we go into to Group 1, you would imagine the, the winner of that first round clash between Monoline and Newcastle West which was the semi-final last year, would be looking to go five from five and straight into semi-final, just the way those teams have been operating the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dare I mention it, and it's a hard annual. Will Father Casey's be capable of upsetting that? They definitely have the talent around the club. They're obviously in intermediate this year as well, which is a huge ask for any club um, to be operating at the top two tiers. But... I suppose it could give there's not as much as, as of a gulf to prim, from Premier Junior to Senior or so from Intermediate Senior as there would be from Premier Junior to inter, or to Senior. So could work in their favour, could work against them. It remains to be seen. Um in group two, obviously the standout tie is Palestine versus Ballylanders, but for maybe for some of the neutrals, you also have Galta Gales and Adair and St. Kieran's versus Kildaya Palace Kenry. Um a lot of teams that know each other as well. Obviously Kildaya Palace Kenry are new into it, but Kieran's wouldn't be very far away from them. Um, a lot of intriguing ties there as well. There are, and uh, Cairns and Kildama Palace Kinry will be very, very interesting. Cairns have been embroiled in the, the relegation scrap for the last two years. So it'll be interesting to see what can they pick up and, and um, drive on, or, or will, will the momentum of Kildama Palace Kinry get them off to a winning start there? And we have a repeat of the county semi final, of course, of Kelty Gales and Adair in the first round, which leaves, I suppose, the standout tie as far as we are concerned, Jack. Valley Steen and Valley Landers. Will you win goals for Valley Steen, Jack? Please, God, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what Trenton's like. If I'm not in goals, I'll be in the sideline, Rornichi. So. Because if, if, if you are, I would plan on trying to be an umpire. <laughs> to be talking to me, you don't have to swap sides at half time as well. Uh, yeah, she's a plan. Kind of yeah, look, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a repeat of the semi-final of 2020. Mm. You know, First round in 2019, yeah. quarter-final in 18, like every year we meet you somewhere, somewhere along the line. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, that, that, that's, that's, uh, that's another interesting tie. Like, it, in fairness, the, 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 the draws, like, um, you could hardly script them better, but I suppose that's down to the system whereby you have the seedings. Hmm. Yeah, you like know, it, it definitely works in fairness to draw. Which which guarantees that the top four are involved in in two of the ties from the previous yeah, and, year, you know. And they're not all they're all split as well, um, two from the semi-finals. But yeah, look, that's that's the draws. They're they're up and full on the website. You can watch. Oh, no, it's strange to say, Jack. Um we were talking about the leagues and and where the why why they may not be um, uh, a guide as to what might happen in the championship. That that's doesn't apply to the same extent, uh, particularly last year, anyway, in the senior football championship. Because yeah. in many ways, um, those that were going well in, in the leagues, um, that was reflected in the championship to a certain extent. That includes Monoline and Newcastle West, who were meeting in the first round, who met in the league final last year. And Monoline, I think... Monlin uh, won, won it that night, and I think Monlin that night made a statement like that they <coughs> that they were going to be around for the championship, which which they were. Yeah, it, it depends. Teams can pick up momentum. Some teams can maybe get get ahead of themselves. So it's just how how you handle that league. Um, I suppose that's that's nearly twenty five minutes, and we haven't spoke about any game this weekend yet. So we'll, we'll go into those. Um, the standout tie is obviously a rematch of last year's All Ireland final: Limerick versus Cork. This Sunday at quarter to four in the two scale grounds. Limerick incredibly are looking for a first win in the league in their third game and Cork are going for, for three in the bounce. So for Limerick, really, this isn't about winning the league. The league is essentially gone. You can't imagine that, I suppose, um, Galway or, or Wexford or Galway or Cork will, will lose that many games for Limerick. This is about getting a first win on the board and there's nothing like the sight of the Rebels in Limerick to, to get Limerick into gear. No, Jack, and um, 
like the expectation for this game is enormous because um, you're obviously going to have Cork coming, looking for revenge for last year's All Ireland final, believing and probably that they, you know, that they didn't do themselves justice on that occasion. Um, and of course, um, th- th- there's, there's been a history of great games between the tro- uh, counties in recent years. Now they met three times last year, and Limerick won all three. Um, as you rightly pointed out, they won the league game, they won the first round of the championship, and of course they won the All Ireland final. Now, um, you know, th- th- there are a lot of parallels coming into this game. Um, with, with, with last year, Limerick with two defeats, Jack are practically out of the race for the for for league honours. Mm. But like, I I honestly believe that the, that that the drive for three in a row starts here. Because yeah. now the only little caveat that we would put in uh, into this one is that um, um, it's a dress rehearsal of the first round in Cork in April, which is which is not too far away now. It's quite only seven weeks away. Yeah, it's, I'd say it'll be seven weeks from Sunday. Yeah, I think. so um, that might condition people's thinking. But um, coming into the game last year, Cork had five points out of a possible six. Limerick had a one point out of a possible six. Cork come in this year with four points out of four. Limerick come in with no points out of four. So the parallels are there. So... Um, you're right. There's nothing better, I suppose, than the sight of the red jersey to motivate Limerick. And um, I honestly believe that this this is the day in which they've got to put down a marker. And um, what impressed me most, Jack, about about Limerick in the campaign so far, and you, you can say, how how can you be impressed um, with a team that has lost two games? But Jack, there has been measurable improvement from the game in Wexford to the game in Cork. And that, that is repeating what happened last year. As, as games went on and as the season went on, Limerick grew, 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 got better, better and better. And I expect that we'll see Limerick up another notch this weekend. Now, what the composition of the Limerick team will be, that would be very, very interesting. I'm glad you said that there, uh, not to cut across you. I just put up on the website yesterday what people wanted Team to like, so I give them options of everyone. Um, in goals, Nicky Quaid with 89% of the vote. Then the back six that starts at Ireland final, Sean Finn, Barry Nash, Dan Morrissey, Hayes, Burns, Hannon, just ahead of Rich English and Colin Coughlin. The midfield duo is the same as Elfinal Ireland, Will Dunahoo and Dar Donovan. Brian O'Grady would have been third there. And obviously, there has to be changes in the forward line with Grod Hegarty and um, Grod Hegarty and Peter Casey out, obviously. So they opted for Tom Morrissey, Cahill O'Neill and Keane Lynch in the half-forward line. Aaron Galan and Shane Flanagan were unanimous in the full-forward line with Adam English just beating out um, Dave Reedy and Graham Mulcahy. What way would you be going for the game? So that would have been 13-0 All-Ireland starting team. Jack, um, I, I, I've said to you many, many times the hazard it is second-guessing John Kiley. Yeah. But will we see Keane Lynch today? No. Um, the, the, the first question is, w- will Willem O'Donoghue have shaken off the injury? By all accounts, it looks good for yeah. Will. We're, we're told it looks good, but let's let's hope um, let's hope that he will because he, he'll be an absolutely huge player. It'll be very interesting to see. Um, it's, it's been a very, very difficult week, and I know you'll be alluding to it later. It's been a very, very difficult week for Keane Lynch. Mm. You know, and um, like we have, we have, and and I'll say it now, lest I forget it later on. Um, the Im- impeccable manner in which he behaved himself, and and we saw footage of him um, after the defeat and after the controversial sending off, and it was controversial um, sending off. He still had time for young people for <coughs> signing autographs, taking selfies. And all that sort of thing. What a what a what a role model. Now, is the best way to get the whole out of it out of his system? Give him a game against Cork? Uh, I'd imagine so. But just on Keane there, you're not surprised one bit by the way he acted after the game. Um oh, no, 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 not, not not surprised, not surprised no. one one I one iota, but um people in the circumstances that he were in um last last week, 
um, could could be excused for sulking in the corner after you know because I I I I think was his sending off was was incorrect. Um, yeah. And um, I know uh, you know and it's it certainly had a profound in, influence probably on the outcome of the game perhaps. Um, but that's that's a hypothesis that you know we'll never know. No. Um, but um, uh, you know, I, I it, it's probably the time now to unleash him with the Limerick team. Yeah, um, um, last year he was man of the match in in the in the same game. Um, obviously in the Ireland final, but also in the league game, you would forget how good he was in the Gaelic crowns. And I'm sure the way we're speculating here. I'm sure Cork won't want to see Keane Lynch there because he's a conundrum that no team has, has solved really, but he really shines against Cork, whatever it is about their system. And if he is named, they'll have to do something different. They can't just go with an orthodox um, centre-back because that's where Mark Coleman plays. Um, his position just doesn't really allow for, for someone like Keane Lynch to be in opposition against him. But outside of Keane Lynch, do you see anyone else? I suppose Carl O'Neill looks to be guaranteed starter after his performance. Well, Carl O'Neill after the last day has to be included. And, um, uh, and, even and, gone as well, obviously. and he, he would probably look to be a natural replacement, a direct replacement for Garod Hegarty. Mm. No, it probably <laughs> no, suits no, his game. Carl forward um, is it too soon for Adam English for a full game? Um, yeah. would, would John Kylie up to give Graham Mulcahy 40 minutes? Yeah, there's definitely options there. Like, um, uh, Dar I think Darren O'Connell deserves um, a good chunk of time after his Munster Harland Cup exploits. Yeah. Um, do you go with Dave Reedy again in the corner and see <coughs> if Limerick are playing? Or do you give Dave Reedy or Adam English? Um, a lot of options there, Jack. Yeah. Um, Michal Hulen as well, I think, is with the squad. And if he's if he's fit, like he needs to get a chance as well after. No, that could be wrong with that, but I'm pretty sure he's part of the panel, just was injured after the Munster campaign. There's loads of options there. And as you said, I suppose it's elementary for us to be to be deciding because John Kyle makes decisions and more often than not, a lot more often than not, they're right. From a court point of view, Matt, obviously it's important for Limerick to get that win under their belt and just get that monkey off their back. But for Cork, like they have to be thinking we need to beat Limerick at some stage because we are going to play them in Munster and there's a possibility we'll meet them in Crow Park as well. That they haven't beaten Limerick in a knockout game in so long. They just need to, to get a win over Limerick essentially. They do. They need to get a win. And um Kieran Kingston is 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 um is juggling around his players. He's introducing some some young players. Kieran Joyce has been a has been a bit of a revelation at centre field and Padraig Power has 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 come in. But I, I, I still think <clears throat> that the court defence is shaky. Like they they coughed up two twenty one against them um, against um, Clare. Now they won the game because of of the strength of their forwards, but like it was a Clare forward line that didn't include Tony Kelly nor John Conlon nor Peter Duggan. Mm. Uh, had those three been 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 around, you you just you you just wonder what the story would have been. I, I think Cork have a series and a potential from from eight up. I think Cork are okay. Just okay. <laughs> well, no, they're they're more than okay. They're they're, yeah. they're 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 where they want to be. But I think from uh, from two to seven, uh, it's there the question marks are. And um, yeah. Like coming up against the Limerick forward line and the power of the Limerick forward line, um, if they can see two twenty one to Clare, like if if Keane Lynch is on the field, Tom Morrissey playing at his best, and Adam Galan, Seamus Flanagan, whoever else John Kylie chooses, whether it be Cahal O'Neill, whether it be David Reedy, Dan O'Connell, um, Adam English, Graham Mulcahy. No, very, very important forward line. It will really, really test them. And the Achilles heel of Cork for the last number of years, Jack, has been the defence. Yeah, I think for Cork... Like the cough up to in an All-Ireland semi-final last year was unprecedented. No, I know Limerick ticked all the boxes on yeah. the day. I don't, think it, I don't think it made a difference who was playing against Limerick last year. But yeah. I think for Cork, it wouldn't really be personnel. I think they're pretty good defenders. Obviously, Sean Donahue... Tim Mahoney, Mark Coleman, Jerome Millerick, they'd all be pushing in every county team. So I think it's hardly more of a system kind of thing. They were just left wide open against Limerick last year. That just can't happen against any side, really, but definitely not Limerick. So 
Um, I think for them, it'll just be about getting a system in place where they can... The Gaelic Grounds is a lot smaller than Crow Park. Well, it seems a lot smaller than Crow Park. Maybe it isn't. But just it seems more confined that if they can just get a hold around the middle third and they won't have Peter Casey tormenting them as well, obviously, yeah. which he did so effectively last year. Um, it's definitely an interesting game, but one that, even though it's only third round the league, with the championship seven weeks away, with the way that the league is falling, like Cork will be mad for silverware. Like Cork won the All Ireland in 2005, they last won the league in 1998. Like that's, they've only had a couple of pieces of silverware this century for a powerhouse of Harlan. Like they'll, they'll be mad to get, to get that win, but. Look, it remains to be seen quarter to four. It's live and teach car. Um, but obviously, if, if you can get out there, get out and, and support the team. Just the two other games, Matt, Offaly and Clare in O'Connor Park. If I was Offaly, I, I would definitely be targeting this game. Yeah, I think that, 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 that you, you know, if that to get a win, um, <coughs> um, this should be the one, you know, um, because they still have to come to Limerick. Yeah. In, in in the last game and you, you know if 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 Limerick showed the, the 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 level of improvement game on game that they they showed last year and which they've shown in the early in the two first rounds this year then they'll be running up against a very very strong Limerick side like if they're to get a, if 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 they're to get a win um this this is possibly the game but um it's very very hard to see it Jack I I I think Claire will go there and and, and win that game I think it depends on who Clare have available. If they have Peter Duggan back, obviously Mark Rogers. I, I don't think Mark Rogers will be playing after, mm. um, after getting injured for UL. Pat Carty's with the UL freshers, so maybe he won't be playing. Remains to be seen. But just for for Offaly, they'll probably take solace in the fact that Antrim beat Clare at home last year. Obviously, Antrim were kind of in the same situation as Offaly last year, so I think they'll be they'll be targeting that game. And then, obviously, Galway versus Wexford, which will be they're also going to be thinking about. Um, the Leinster Championship, but the two of them are on two wins from two. Um, they both, they have Cork to come, so they'll be looking to get a win and it'll kind of put them in pole position to win the league, so Galway or Wexford? Yeah, it's, um, I, I think Galway will win it, Jack. There, there's something about Galway this year. Um, I, 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 I was impressed with them against Limerick. They have home advantage against Wexford, isn't that correct? Yeah. Yeah, because they travel to Cork next week, actually, um, um, in, or in the next round, they travel to Cork, yeah. Galway, which which would be a huge game from. Um, could be a huge game. What they and Cork to win this weekend? It it would be you know to decide yeah. to go through to the league final early. So um, yeah, I I'm I'm going for I'm going for wins for Galway, Clare, and at the risk of being wrong three times about Limerick, I'm going for a win for Limerick. I'll go for Limerick, but I'm going to go for the outsiders in other games. I, I just have a feeling for Offaly. I could be proved wrong. They could get hammered as well. And Wexford just... Um, well, I suppose Galway home is a big difference, but it, conditions in Salt Hill wouldn't be the best. I think Wexford play better in kind of mucky conditions. But look, it's it's a good weekend of hurling after, I suppose, a weekend without. For Billy Lee and the footballers, we obviously had the game last week and again took forward to this weekend. The disruption last Sunday, even from like a patron point of view, just going to the game, having a change, a half hour difference. I can't imagine what that was like for the players, but there were five points ahead going into injury time against Loud and concede seven in a row. Now I know the wind was strong and Loud pushed up, but it was definitely disappointing for Bill Lee on his side, especially after losing to Prairie in the McGrath Cup and you're thinking true way lead and then they responded with wins against Longford and a win in Antrim you were thinking this team has learned a lot they obviously have but the manner of that victory puts an awful lot of pressure going into Akram this Saturday it does it does and and um like Billy Lee was was in in his post match was 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 quickly to dismiss um excuses of weather or excuses of change of venue or anything like that because you know, it was the same. It was probably the same for both sides. But um, what struck me was um, you, 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 you had you had a direct reverse of what had happened in the two previous games, where Limerick got early goals, and when they were under pressure late on, they saw it out. This occasion, they conceded early an early goal, actually as early as the second minute. Yeah, and like they were five points up 
going in the home straight and conceded seven without reply. Um, you know, uh, you, you, you would have backed Limerick all day based on the, the performance against Longford and against Antrim. That they would have seen out the game from that from 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 that position, but they didn't, and um, like it, it changes the dynamic considerably. It changes the dynamic because um, we, we we were saying last week were they to beat Lout, and I thought they would beat Lout. Like you 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 know the mindset going to Wicklow would be one of promotion. No. Now we're suddenly back into consolidating in Division 3. Because like Limerick, let's face it, Jack, they have a, a tough, tough run-in. Westmeath at home, Leash away, and Fermanagh at home. That, 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 there's, there's no gimmies there along the, along, along the line. So, um, you know, points on the board would be very, very important. Two points last Sunday would have been hugely important. Two points... Next Saturday are even of greater importance now. Yeah. I think it's it's going to be it's going to be a difficult tie. Now we have tumped Wicklow in each of the last two years. We tumped them in McNeville Park when we hit him for five goals back in 2020 on our way to winning Division Four, and then we had that we we, we with that huge win in Ockram last year, two nineteen to one twelve. Now very few counties have gone to Ockram. Very few counties have gone to Ockram and won, Jack. Not a mind winning by 10 points. So can Limerick replicate it? That is the big question. It and I, I don't I don't think it's going to be easy. But there, there is one thing that this, this Limerick team has great resolve, great resilience. We, 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 we've seen in the past when their backs have been to the wall, they're at their best. We saw it, we saw it in Sligo two years ago. We saw it in Ockram last year. Because it was a survival battle when they went to Akram. Yep. And they delivered. You know, and you'll be hopeful that they would deliver again this this time. Yeah, I suppose for Limerick, it's promotion is still fairly in their hands because even though they lost loud, the the big hitters, if you want to call them that, Leash and Westmead are still to come, that they can still make them drop points essentially. But it's just a case of if you lose to Wicklow your kind of no man's land promotion would seem to probably be out of reach because you'd be imagining some teams will be getting say eight or nine points that you don't want to be dragged into that relegation battle you want to be looking up and for the last three or four years this number team has been looking up but as you said they've, they've shown that they can win in Akram but last year when they played Akram was it June it's going to be a, a different game and um, this weekend there's probably going to be strong enough weather up in Akram but if you were to win in Akram, it would give you huge, huge confidence to go out and beat Leash and, and to beat Westmead and to beat Fermanagh. It's it's just power on Arsenal this week. It's it's just about how you react. So if they can react to the win, the the loud game be water on the bridge. If you lose, it's kind of pressure is really on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And of course, the significance of it is 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 um, um, where you to beat we go. You would go five points clear of Wicklow, yeah. which would be a very, very tall order to ask Wicklow to, to claw back a five points deficit um, over three games. And but, like you, you, you would also have to head head to head on them if 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 it came to that. So, like that that is one of the, the significant aspects of 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 the. Uh, and importance of getting the game, getting a, getting a win in Wicklow. Um, it, it's going to be difficult, Jack. But I, I, I think they just might do it. Um, Paz, right? Like it, it, it all comes down to um, what the reaction is going to be. Um, you know, um, it's it's it's. Um, we saw what the reaction to the to the McGrath Cup was, which was fiercely positive. Like even 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 the drubbing in Kerry. Even though they lost to Tipperary, I, I thought um, I, I I was hugely impressed at that stage with 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 the reaction to that, and like they were very very unlucky not to have beaten beaten Tipperary in the McGrath Cup. But um, we saw then against Longford and Antrim, Billy Lee got exactly the response that he was hoping for and that he would be hoping for, and um, he'll he'll be looking for more of the same of that um, in Auckland on, on Saturday. And one thing for Limerick, even though they lost last weekend, they played 
Um, there's going to be a share of these teams that are going to have five weeks on the row, namely Fermanagh, Leash, Westmead and Longford. That could play into Limerick's hands with conditions heavy. It's just hard playing week on week. At the same time, if you get a bit of momentum week on week, you will want to play. In. So it remains to be seen how, how that works. But Limerick played, um, in fairness to them, I suppose, there was pressure. I think Loud stayed in Limerick the night before, so there definitely was pressure to play that game. We, we saw some conditions like... Being out in UL, it was grand for 70, 80% of the game, but it wasn't a case of Loud had the, the wind in the first half and Limerick had in the second half. The wind could be with you one minute and gone the next. It's just very difficult to, to try and contain. But anyways, Limerick play um, Wicklow this Saturday in Ockram at half two. I know the Nerswinties are playing in Wicklow the same evening. They lost to Clare last weekend, um, the, the Liam Connor Cup. I suppose... The league for the under-20s is very hard to judge because they're not even playing monster teams. I think they have awfully to come afterwards, but just Shamey and the side got, got a game under their belt. They obviously lost in UL 4-3, 4-4, I think, to, to 3-9. I think it was the score was a 4-3 to 3-9. Um, obviously went for goals, but very different condition. Just the best look to that team this weekend. They obviously will be playing Munster Championship in seven or eight weeks as well, so the best look to them. We had the ladies in action last Sunday, Matt, you were out in Martinstown. Um, I suppose, what were the conditions like out there, first and foremost? Oh, I should check. They, 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 they were awful. Um, we, we were lucky that we had the sanctuary of the clubhouse um, from which to cover it in a bird's eye view. But day um, for the ducks. A uh, day for the ducks. And just like you said there, that was in UL, um, you know, the wind was... The wind played havoc, actually, but it, it did blow more or less down towards the Ballyhoras, Jack. And uh, we get accused here in the Ballyhoras countries of sending everything the other direction, but it actually blew towards the Ballyhoras on this occasion. Um, I, I was hugely impressed with Limerick, Jack, in, in so far as the manner in which they dug out the victory. Um, it, 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 it didn't look good coming up to half time when, when, when they were trailing by, by a point, having played with the wind. And um, but then Katrina Davis got a goal, and Katie Me immediately got a point, and was was a goal cushion at half time, and and um, one sensed that it wasn't enough, and certainly on the thirty eight minute one, you know, said to oneself, it definitely isn't enough when when Offaly got a goal and levelled it, and then they got a point, and that that brought it up to the water break. But in that third quarter, Jack, Limerick sowed the seeds of victory. Because they were under incessant pressure throughout the 15 minutes. They hardly got out of their own half. But the defence was absolutely magnificent. Absolutely superb. That they, that they restricted them, um, they, they restricted um awfully to, to a goal and a point. And then Limerick, just after the second water break, around the 52nd or third minute of the game, they got a break when Iris Kennelly wormed her way through to get a goal. And almost from the kick-out, all, all this transpired in 60 seconds. Limerick went back down again and Cathy Me applied the finish. So you were suddenly gone from one point down to being five points up. Offaly were rocked and shocked. But Limerick still had a job of work to do because the strong wind was still favouring Offaly. But again, Jack... The defence was absolutely magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. And they only conceded a point from a free after that. As they saw the victory. Now it, it puts Limerick in a very, very strong position. A, a position that we, we probably wouldn't have predicted at the start of the season, if we're honest. They're, they're, they're into the semi-final now. They're, 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 they're going to Carlo in the last round in what is an absolutely classical dead rubber. Because no matter what happens between London and Offaly, Limerick are going to finish top of the group and Carlo are going to finish bottom of the group. So it, yeah. it, 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 it will afford um, Graham Shine, and I put it to him afterwards, um, an opportunity, perhaps maybe, to try out some players, some additional players, or some of the French players, or... Will he go? He, he he named an unchanged team now for both games. Will 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 will, will he go for a settled team? Obviously, so that's, 
That's next week's question. That's next week's question. So, but it's just brilliant to have a league semi final in Florida um, with that added advantage of you have a game against Carlo where you can do really what you want with it. You can give players a break, you can keep them going with the momentum done. It's just it's a good situation to be in for, for Graham Shine and his side. And we'll be looking forward to that Carlo game next week, even though it's a dead rubber joint. It's another chance for Limerick to kind of lay down a marker because you would be hopeful with all the this was re-additions back into the side and new players that uh, getting out of Division 4 and also getting out of junior grade would be the main priorities and they've, they've started the season in that vein. Um, yeah, and I, I, we, we spoke about a um, measurable improvement in Limerick from Wexford to Galway. I saw a measurable improvement from London to Offaly on the players, particularly the players coming back. Um, the the Moraid Cabinets, Katrina Davis, Cathy, um, uh, Cathy Mee, all growing in influence. Sarah, O'Sullivan, magnificent at fullback. Um, you know, um, Grania McKenna, the new girl that came in from Monaghan, is certainly making him an impact. And, um, yeah, Jack, happy days. Yeah, happy days is right. I suppose moving from the latest football into the Camogie, the senior side in action on Saturday against Cork in Parky Cueve at 3 o'clock. Um, very difficult task, especially after having Kilkenny in your open game in Kilkenny. You now have to travel to Cork in the second round. You also had a three-week break, whereas Cork were playing last weekend, which is probably more suitable or suited to the, to the Rebels. Very difficult task ahead for John Lillis and his team. You you surely know Jack how to rile me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. You were on about the, the away fixtures and back-to-back games and I suppose the three-week yeah. break. Which one do you want to start with? Well, I, look, I won't be repetitive. Everybody knows how I stand on that one. Um, yeah, it's going to be a very, very difficult game. Um, very, very difficult game. Um, like they're, 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 they're coming in with contrasting results. Um, it's make or break for Limerick in the context of the league. A, a second defeat and they'll be out of the league race. A win for Cork and, and, and they're through to the semi-finals with Kilkenny to come in that final game. Um, it's, it's going to be very, very difficult, Jack. Now, they put up a very spirited performance against, against Kilkenny and Callan. And Kilkenny were the league champions. And like um, John Lewis, um, he blooded five or six newcomers over the course of the game. And um, it'll be interesting to see which, what, what his lineup will be, <coughs> whether he'll go with more of the same. I would suggest probably, because um, certainly it, 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 it was an encouraging performance. Now, um, Corker, a small bit in, in, in transition in that. It, it's it's their first year without Paddy Murray at the helm after ten years. Matthew Toomey has come in as 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 um, the new manager, and of course they have Davy Fitzgerald on board as coach. Yeah. So, um, uh, like Cork are going to be formidable and um, as usual, but um, they they got a major boost when Saka McCarthy from Down, the Down Star, um, who is now based on Cork and. Um, transferred her allegiance to St. Finbars and transferred her allegiance to, to Cork Komogi. Now, she was among the goals. She scored a goal from a penalty against um, against Clare last week in Cusick Park in Innes. <coughs> She's a big addition to him. So, now, they didn't have Orla Cronin last week, not Chloe Sigerson, um, who'd be among their top players. Chloe Sigerson came on as a sub, didn't start. Cork are going to be very formidable. I think it's going to be very difficult for Jack, uh, for um, for Limerick Jack. Yeah, it, it will be definitely difficult. And I suppose the one with Clare in, or in, in Limerick will be one you'll be targeting. But look, you never know. Um, obviously, put it up to Kilkenny when they were larger enough. So you wouldn't write off this side again, that three o'clock on Saturday. And the best wishes to, to John and his side. And they obviously have, what is it, a two week break then on, until Clare in Limerick. Um, so the best luck to them. I suppose we had last Saturday, I suppose it was mixed emotions for, for Limerick people with UL winning the Fitzgibbon Cup. Um, obviously, there was, there, was, there was only one Limerick man in the starting team, a couple of more among the side, and Brian O'Grady started for UL in their, I suppose, snatch and grab win against the NUIG. You alluded to Keen Inches sending off earlier. I suppose in the grand scheme of the game, UL got 1-5 down the stretch. Um but NUIG never really looked completely in control. I know they were ahead, but you kind of felt that if a goal came pretty well, they could turn the tide, and that's what happened. But they did have the, the added men. 
This is what was your synopsis of the game? You're right, Jack. I think you I think you've summed it up there. Like they were five points ahead on a number of occasions and never looked like putting um never looked like putting UL away. And um like I it they hurt over at halftime five points in 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 um in front. And while you'll be clicking your fingers five times, like UL were level with five five points and on on, on on a string of five points straight after halftime, and that should have been a lesson to them. Now, um, the concession of freeze in all areas of the field could have proved very costly for UL um, with the way Evan Island was, was slotting him over from all angles, all distances, irrespective of, of the conditions. But, um, yeah, you know, they, 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 they finished with a flourish. And, like, as I said, one will never know what the influence of the sending off of... of um, Keen Lynch had on, on, on NUIG. It wasn't positive anyway. It couldn't be positive um, to, 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 to lose the hurler of the year and, and to lose him in such circumstances. I, you know, I, I just don't get it. The, 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 I don't get the sending off. Um, and I, I've read quite a bit about it and watched it back and very, very hard to see that it was an, a, a sending off offence. But um, when, when, you know, it, it was obvious that at any stage that, that, you know that UL were not going away, and um, that that's 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 what happened, and and they came with that late flourish of, of one five, and and what a week it has been for Mikey Kiley, yeah, to, to get the winner in such dramatic circumstances in the semi final in Carlo, and to come up with the winning goal again in the final, you know, because had it gone takes the time, in UIG would have been back to a full complement, they would have been able to put on a fifteenth player, you know. Yeah, I just think the the squad UL's team was was much better than NUIG's. But obviously NUIG had Evan Nyland, Keen Lynch, um, John Fleming was good as well in the day. Jack Fitzpatrick in the backs. But UL are probably a more balanced team. Justin Evan Nyland, he scored I think seventy nine points in five games. I know a lot of them are frees, but no one got near that. He's the air replacement for Joe Canning by the looks of it. But um, I suppose for Brian O'Grady. That will definitely do his chances with Limerick the world of good. He obviously showed really well in the Munster Hurling Cup, but he will be one player you'll be looking at that can put pressure on the Limerick starting team after another brilliant performance in the final. Yeah, yeah, he will, he will, he will, certainly. And um, like it, it was interesting, it was a Limerick Galway final, and that there was just one Limerick player on both sides. Yeah. Um, that, 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 that was interesting. But um, talking about Nyland there now. He's probably going to be available to Henry Shefflin for the visit of Wexford. Mm. You know, imagine he'd be straight in. So Wexford don't give away any free within eighty meters, or even, or or even further, put, or you can put up the white flag. Uh, I suppose Conor Cooney will have something to say about that. <laughs> he was scoring for fun against Limerick. He was, he was, but uh, I think in Ireland will be the will will be the. He'll be the go-to man in that in, in that regard. But yeah, congratulations to UL. Um, it, it was a dramatic win. I agree with your summation that that um, uh, on balance, probably the better team, and probably Jack the better squad and the greater strength in, in in depth probably. And like you, you flagged it earlier on in this podcast about the about the pros of. Um, of Brian O'Mara, I, I I think it really, really shone um, um, in, in, in the Fitzgibbon Cup. And just one one wonders, is he not involved in the Tipperary senior panel? He's gone away for the summer himself and Kieran Connolly in midfield are away. Um, I presume they're, they're finished college, I'd imagine now, so it would be their last chance and you wouldn't begrudge him at that. But definitely if you were Colin Bonner, you'd be thinking them two would be straight in to my team in tip anyway, definitely. Yeah. Um, I suppose for the hurling landscape in colleges, the UL fresher team won the league recently. They beat NYG. They have Colin Coughlin, Adam English, Colin O'Neill, Pat Crotty, Patrick Donovan, Eaton Hurley. They'll all be on that uh, fifth team next year. So bodes well for you well at the moment, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. And we'll have more than little interest in the Fitzgibbon Cup and UL next 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 year because... Um, um, uh, as you said, they 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 will all be on on board, and probably Brian O'Grady's still, and yeah, maybe Mark maybe Mark Quinlan, Mark Quinlan as well. Um, Rory Duff is I only think is in third year. Um, it's a few more like um, there's a, there's definitely a few more lads there that that'll get their chance, but 
congratulations to UL first and foremost. Anyway, winning um, it makes up a small bit for the Sigurdsson Cup final, which we looked back on on last week. Again, there was only one Limerick man, so hopefully more Limerick uh, representation next year. Obviously, credit to Brian Ryan, obviously a Limerick man, on on managing the side to victory. Um, we that's our... nothing, that, that that is nothing new, Jack. Mm. Like um, Brian Ryan um, guided Limerick to two very successful Munster minor championships, 2013 and 2014. And we saw what, what them players have have gone on to done or gone on to do. So um, precisely, Brian, Brian Ryan knows how to get the best out of um, the younger players, and there will be a job with uh, a senior side down the line for him yet. Um, an hour on the clock, Matt. I think that's like um there the, the, there was a couple of games um um well there was a very interesting game um in the um uh, Munster Junior B hurling quarter final. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um Black Rock had a very, very good win over four mile water from from um from Water the Waterford champions. And as I was saying last week, four mile water is the sister club of the Nair. And um uh, I, I'd say there must be two words in the lexicon that they would love to delete, and that's West Limerick, Limerick because yeah. they've had three visits there and they've um, got bloody noses in all three in the senior football against Newcastle West, junior B football against Granite Bell and Gary, and now the junior B hurling against them, um, against um, Blackrock. Yeah, look, Blackrock Jack were, were impressive winners. Um, Gavin O'Loughlin got got three goals. Um, David Healy. Who was named man of the match? He he got a couple, and um, like if 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 you're your centre forward and full forward supplying five goals, you're in a good place. I made the point last week that um, Four Mile Water would have to be a good side to beat Black Rock, and um, I will make the same point this week because um, they're they're playing Scarif in the semi final um, on Saturday at twelve o'clock, and they, 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 it'll be a very very good Scarif team if they if if if, if they beat Black Rock and. The second, it's followed by the second semi-final between Cork Spilgooley, who are down around the, the all area of, of East Cork, and and Tanalty Rossmore from Tipperary. Um, obviously, yeah, I don't, none of us know very much about I, I, I either side, but um, it, it it'll be the, the two semi the monster the monster section of it will be down to the final this weekend. Yeah, the best. The best and, um, there's a Leinster game at twelve forty-five on Sunday between Blackwater of Wexford and Boris and Osprey Kilcotton of Leash. Doesn't there's not very much you'll miss, is there? So um, you, you have Leinster's a bit behind there now because Capitagli got a walkover. Um, uh, there's a team from Riverstone from Offaly. They're still in it. Um, and of course, you've all Saints from Belfast are from the north, the Antrim representatives. They will be coming down the following week for the semi final. All right. <laughs> so now, uh, um, didn't take place last weekend. Um, the semi final between my van and and uh, Randalogue was to take place, but it, it was washed out. And um, that has now been rescheduled for Sunday week at two o'clock with a provisional fixture for the final the following week. Which there will be serious Limerick interest because the final will involve Granabell and Gary. Yeah, of course. Now there um, are two, there are two interesting colleges games, um, colleges finals this weekend. That as of now they're on next Wednesday, both on next Wednesday, um, at venues to be confirmed. Um, Palace Kenry um, will be playing in the D hurling final. Now, you'll remember they lost the D football final when they were going for a double. Now, they, they will be playing in the D hurling final against um, Skolmara Gunsmall from Blarney um, on Wednesday. And the same day, Kalashti Ida, August Yosef in Abbey Field will be playing in the E final against um, College from Unrin in Waterford, the Irish-speaking area of Waterford. No. <laughs> so there's plenty of games for, for people to get out and enjoy. Plenty, plenty of games to get out, Jack, and a good spread out of games. Saturday, Sunday, next Wednesday, loads of games. Yeah, Figures of games. the curtain has come down on the third level colleges. So, you know, of course, um, we, we're at school at the, la at the weekend when the game was, was abandoned due to a serious injury. Yeah. Um, 
I'm just wondering, has that been rescheduled for this weekend? I think I think it's Monday. I think I saw this morning that it's Monday, but I couldn't be certain. But I suppose the best wishes to, to that young lad and hopefully for a full recovery and best look as well as the Arsenal reach, who were ahead, but obviously the, there was only two points in it, so they're better off just replaying the game. Um, so the best look to Arsenal reach there. The best look to the Limerick footballers on Saturday, the Camogie team on Saturday, and the Hurlers on Sunday. Another eventful week, an hour and five in the books, Matt, and I think we'll call it a day there. Um, a huge right, thank you, a huge thank you to you again and to everyone for listening. Um, this is pre-recorded, so any questions, we'll get to them next week. So, a huge thank you to you, Matt, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Jack. Impression again, we get all with what you put in. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it. No more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves a score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for anybody.